You're listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Father Roderick. We are here each and every week to kind of uh, share with you a little bit about what we thought about the most recent episodes of The Biggest Loser. Of course, it is a hit television show aired in many countries around the world. Of course, our main focus is not just hashing out everything that happens on the TV show, but also sharing from our own lives and our own experiences the things that make us successful in living a more balanced and healthy lifestyle. And a somewhat lighter lifestyle with less pounds. <laughs> exactly. That would be nice. Absolutely. So, uh, Father Roderick, uh, this week is a little unique. Both you and I are suffering from a certain issue. Do you want to explain people <laughs> what's going on? Well, the issue is very simple. It's 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 called W O R K. It's work, and we've got too much of it, <laughs> and so we've been really uh, just overwhelmed with work and. Uh, and and also uh, I'm I'm in the phase of uh, I think you you're a little bit ahead of me but of reorganizing my life and and just cutting back on some activities so that I can create a little bit more space and so we we both haven't been able to watch the most recent episode of The Biggest Loser um, and so we we had the choice are we going to skip a week or do we still do a show but instead of 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 talking starting with the the episode we will just we'll just play you know voice feedback and we'll just share our personal experience and since next week is going to be the week of uh, you know holy week and easter and and a lot of people will be out of town uh, we figured let's let's do one now because we want to keep you up to date we want to keep you motivated and as you know this show also motivates us it does in fact father roderick i am very happy to announce to you that on sunday following our the recording of our episode last week i stepped onto the scale and i Dun, dun, dun. Lost three pounds. Awesome. Fantastic. Three pounds. Three pounds. That's for, a lot, man. How for, did you do that? Well, not, well, the thing is, I didn't lose it from the time we recorded wait, until wait, Sunday. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Were you water loading the last time that you went? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but basically what had happened was I had really done some workout between the you know the the recording on Friday and when I weighed in on Sunday morning and of course I I guess what had happened I had already lost some weight prior yeah. to the recording of the episode but I didn't know because I don't weigh in until Sunday which kind of makes it weird and I was thinking about um, the fact that you know when did I weigh myself prior to that you know the kind of the time where I actually had that upswing and and gained some weight and I recognized that I had actually weighed in during the evening. And uh, on a different day of the week, and it just goes up and down. It fluctuates. So, um, you know, I'm back down to the lowest I've been uh, in years, which is good. But I, I definitely want to drop more. So we're, we'll see what we do this week. It, it's it not not only did I not watch The Biggest Loser this week, but man, I, I've been struggling getting out and doing some physical activity. I have gone out a couple of days, but certainly not daily like I've been doing in the past. So. Yeah, that's where yeah. I'm at. Very good. Well, my my workout this or my challenge this week was uh, uh, to try to get out and start running again. I've I've skipped a few weeks because the weather was lousy and because I was lazy. Let's be honest. And uh, and uh, and so this week I've been out 
uh, three times to run. And the first two, I did run one hour during the weekend. And then I ran another hour two days later. And then I did a short half hour run uh, just the other day. And I could tell that it's, it had been a long time because I had a lot of muscle pain afterwards. My my legs were were a little bit cramped. And, but it, it when I was running, while I was running, I just immediately felt this addiction coming back. It's like, I love to be outside. And springtime has begun in the Netherlands, finally. So... Everywhere you go, you smell the flowers. You know it's 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 beautiful outside. Uh, there are no leaves on the trees yet, but I'm, I'm I suppose that that is that is uh, just a matter of a few weeks. But it, it's such a it's so great to to I really I was running and I was like I feel alive. I'm I'm alive, and it it, it definitely did uh, something psychological as well because the, last week I I really had a just a hard week. It was difficult. It was taxing. And I had a hard time just relativizing the stress in my life. Whereas the running this week just helped me clear my mind. Like today, I've had a very, very busy day. I've been going nonstop since seven o'clock this morning until now. Hardly even had time to, to eat. And yet I still have energy. And I really think that that is because I I ran and I I, I did get so much oxygen in my lungs and 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 some kind of spiritual oxygen so i've I, I normally by the end of the week i would be just completely beaten down and tired and just ready to uh to sit on the couch for the rest of the weekend and now i feel like i could go out running after this show man absolutely you know father roderick i i i'm just reminded as you were talking about that you know just that spiritual refueling of of getting out and getting physical activity not only does it benefit your body but just your spirit and and your outlook on life and everything um, you know, I, I was just working and talking with a friend of mine who just found out yesterday that he had lost his job and, oh. and I was, I was sitting there and I was chatting with him back and forth and, um, and, and in the conversation, I was reminded of something that I heard from uh, a guy named Dan Miller that I follow a lot for uh, career advice and coaching. And he helps people all the time that are that's, facing. That's the guy from 40 days to the work you love, right? Exactly. Yeah. 48 days yeah. to the work you love. Anyway, uh, so I was sitting there and talking to him. And I said, you know, uh, he, he says, you know, I'm just, you know, depression starting to set in. And, you know, I just oh, it's like, man, I, I know what I need to do, but it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around this. And, you know, I was trying to share some encouragement with him. And of course, I reminded him, you know, it's, you know, this is. You're, you know, instead of thinking about you, you've lost a job, just think of it as you're in between opportunities and that your job today is to do something that's going to move you towards your next opportunity. And uh, I and then I shared with him something that I've heard and I've read in many times in his materials and I've heard him say many times since in his podcast. He says, listen, the first thing I tell somebody to do who is very depressed about whether or not they're going to be able to find a job the very mm-hmm. first thing before you go start filling out resumes, he says, start a daily routine of a minimum of one hour of physical activity each day. He says, start your day out and go. he says, go to the gym and work out or go out and get a walk or go out and go for a run, go for a bike ride, go for a swim, whatever. An hour of physical activity every day before you think about anything else. He goes, because so many times we get wrapped up that work is so much a part of our identity that we forget about these other part of our parts of our lives. And he says, man, when he says, this is a perfect opportunity for you to recognize that you are so much more valuable than just the job you perform on a daily basis. That's a very good approach. It, it is, it, it puts things in perspective 
and probably working out and 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 uh, uh, integrating physical exercise in your life helps you to step back and to see things in the, in a in a in a broader perspective and it gives it some scale. It literally. does. It does, especially it, outside. Exactly. Me. You know, when I go for a walk, I, I'm amazed at how many just different creative ideas come to me. And, yeah. and oftentimes I, I, I'm glad, you know, these days we have an iPhone with us. You know, I can record a little voice memo or I can pull up and send an email to myself to remind myself of something just creative that just came to me that obviously would have never come to mind had I been, you know, driving through my to-do list all day long. And, and, and you know, Father Roderick, I say all of this. I say all <laughs> of this and I, and I just want to tell people who are listening, you know, I struggle with this every day. I sit here with all the things that are on my to-do list all day long staring at this computer and you might think that I'm so much ahead of you in organization, but I'm, I'm you, just like you can get addicted to, you know, running. I get addicted to reorganizing. I get re- addicted to, to <laughs> finding processes. And it's like, and all of a sudden the next thing I know it's been two days and I've got, you know, I've got plans and I've got processes that are going to help me in the future, but I've just totally neglected everything that I need. That's important. These two days. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's true. Everything in moderation. And, uh, uh, you know, we all struggle with that. We, we all know exactly what we should do. And in, in reality, I, you know, it happened to me last Saturday. I uh, woke up really early with a firm intention to do some workout and to go running or, I don't know, perhaps uh, do the Wii Fitness thing. And I was like, let me sit down just for a second. I got to, you know, manage my Farmville farm there. <laughs> Very uh, life-threatening game if you... Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can always, you know, uh, see it as research because I do a show about Farmville. <laughs> so, but, and then afterwards I was like, let me just check my email. Big mistake. And I was, I, I blinked. And it was 11 o'clock and I was still sitting in my pajamas and the sun was shining. And I was like, oh my goodness, what did I just do? I just lost four hours of my life. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And and I think we, and you know. I wasn't even answering email. No, I was reorganizing my email. I was creating (laughs) filters and folders and I was tagging email. I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm going to not, I'm not going to answer the email. I will do that later. And so. Hours of work didn't even yield any results, at least nothing that changed the world. Oh my, I was really mad at myself. You know, and, and the, you know, the, and that's a tough thing because honestly, you know, is there potential? You know, how do we view things where at the end of those hours that we put in, how do we, how do we, how do we judge how successful we were in doing the things that we feel uh, that we should be doing on a regular basis because, you know, who knows? Those four hours could, over the course of the next five months, save you hours a week. You know, you never know. True. And and and, and I, I've also learned to to be patient with myself and sometimes to give myself a little bit of leeway, not too much. You know, I don't want to be self-indulgent or too lazy, but but every once in a while you need to have a morning where you just hang around and do stupid stuff. And then, you know, sometimes that gives me the motivation later on to actually go out running. And perhaps the fact that I've been running three times this last week was because of the guilt that I felt of that one <laughs> day in the morning, you know? So you never know. Yeah. I, you know, I think that probably right now there are people listening to this podcast and they're like, I so know what they're talking about. And, and, you know, it, we don't hear this any, any place else. A lot of, not a lot, not people talk about this and share these struggles. 
And so what I would like to do is I would like to ask folks out there, where are you in this process? Give us a call and let us know. Voice Voicemail feedback hotline is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can call us at 859-795-4067. Do you struggle with these things? Do you have anything that helps you in the area of organizing your life so that we can fit in healthy eating, physical activity, and the important things in life? Yeah. All right. Well, Father Roderick, we have a ton of feedback this week, which is it is a huge blessing. And uh, I just want to say the format, everything I've heard, nobody in my I've not heard any negative feedback at all about the new format here of us basically having a majority of the episode just talking about, you know, aspects of things that are helping us to live a more healthy lifestyle versus doing the recap of the show. Yeah, that's exactly what I what I gather too. People enjoy the personal nature of the show, and it's and 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 you know the the rehash. You can find that on NBC.com or whatever local website is airing these episodes. Um, that's not something that we need to do. And instead, I think that a lot of us are watching the series and are wondering, okay, they do it, but they've got Bob and Jillian, and they've got you know that's the only thing they do. Um, and we had this interview with. Uh, uh, the 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 Fah brothers and and they said you know we just basically gave up our work for for half a year to to be able to completely focus on our health and but but when we're watching this we're all perhaps wondering is okay that's how but how am I going to to get things going and how do I stay motivated and I think the fact that we are focusing on that focusing on the community and and sharing our own both our successes and our struggles I think helps helps uh. Uh, helps people to to identify and to get motivated because it, all of a sudden we're not athletes, we're not super people, and we we struggle just as you do. And at the same time, we we try to keep to keep each other going, and uh, and we hope that that somehow kind of radiates towards you, and that you you stay motivated because of that. Absolutely. Well, Father Roderick, let's turn to some uh, audio feedback and some written emails here. We're going to start things off with uh, a response to last week's episode. We'd had Dr. Monty on, and he had mentioned something during the episode about fad diets, and and I, I think uh, he, he pushed a little button here, and something that probably Victoria hears a lot, and uh, she came back with this audio feedback, and then we're going to listen to this, what Victoria has to say, and then we'll respond. Hello, this is Victoria. I'm calling from Oregon, and I'm calling about your Biggest Loser fan podcast. I listen to you guys' show, and I think it's a great show, even though I don't actually watch The Biggest Loser. I was listening to your interview with Dr. Monty, and I liked his information about walking and exercise. I think it's really underrated, and I think that walking is uh, very beneficial. However, I have a powerful disagreement with his attitude about the Atkins diet. I'm sorry, but Atkins is not a fad. Not to those of us in the low-carb community, and there are a whole lot of us. Some of us are Atkins, some are Paleo, some of us are Primal Blueprint, and there are others. Some of us are insulin resistant and some of us aren't. But we all have immense health benefits on low-carb eating lifestyle. Diabetes runs on both sides of my family, and I was borderline diabetic this summer, last summer, until I went on Atkins. And I really wish more people would educate themselves on what Atkins is and what it isn't. It's not just about weight loss, and it's not just about eating cheeseburgers. Those of us who are insulin resistant can't handle the recommended daily allowance of carbs in the diet. It just doesn't work for us. 
What it does is it prevents weight loss and encourages more weight gain for people like me. My issue is this. There's no one diet fits all. Low-fat diets work for some. Low-carb diets work for others. Vegetarian diets might work for someone else. Low-carb works for me, and low-carbers who are serious about our way of eating, I've been eating this way for six months, we eat also a lot of vegetables and fresh fruit. Contrary to a lot of people think, it's not just about meat and cheese. And yes, some of us do eat carbs, but we keep it to a minimum. Someone who's more articulate than me on low-carb eating lifestyle as it relates to Atkins is another podcaster I listen to. His name is Jimmy Moore, and he has the Living Low-Carb Show, so you might want to check that out. He has a wealth of information about why Atkins is healthy and effective, not just for weight loss, but for life. And also, you might want to check out Mark Sisson's blog at Mark's Daily Apple, another great low-carb lifestyle resource. For us, low-carb is not a fad. It saved me from developing diabetes. Thanks. Wow. Uh, Father Roderick, I I just want to say thank you to Victoria for calling in. Um, and a couple of things there. First of all, I, I love that she starts off with the fact that she loves our show and she started off with some very positive things. And, and you know, obviously, you know, she's very passionate and, and um, about her, her defense of this. And, and I think what Mon- um, Dr. Monty was saying uh, in general was that he has a concern with people who are doing more of what she even suggest you know, says there that, you know, a lot of people turn to the Atkins diet as a fad diet. They, they look at it as a fad and they approach it as a fad and they do this, you know, they just eat bacon and, and cheese all day long. Yeah, people are, are oftentimes very uneducated about uh, about these diets. Uh, you know, they might have read a summary article somewhere in Reader's Digest, you know, one page about the Atkins diet and then they think they're well informed. Whereas as with anything that, that, that concerns your health, you really have to know what you're doing. That's why we always, and, and Dr. Monty does the same, encourage people to, before you embark on any big, important journey of weight loss, of getting healthy, talk with your doctor. Don't don't just grab your information from the web, but do what I think is the sensible thing to do and ask some expert advice and someone to to help you in during that process. Because, you know, with the Atkins diet, I, I totally agree with her that that works for certain individuals and it might work very well and yield great results. For other people, it might not be the, the best diet. And I think that, that Dr. Monty is very concerned because he hears a lot of feedback from, from his listeners uh, of people who, you know, they, they heard like a, a, a very abbreviated version of the Atkins diet and, and, and they go live on hamburgers. And, and, and just, you know, so... I think that in his shows, he has actually has a very balanced, very, um, let's say, documented uh, uh, talk multiple times about, about the various diets. And I think that Dr. Monty is all about educating people, you know, know what you're eating, know what it's doing to your body, know about food, know about vitamins, know about how, how what we choose to eat affects our long-term health. And and that's the point that he wants to make uh, put put across. Cross whereas a lot of these um, articles and, and and you know the the kind of the the stuff that you see on TV about diets and about slim fast and you name it, it's not really people that are concerned with your health. It's it's all about making money and and offer offering you simple solutions. And Doctor Monty always says there is no simple solution. 
Just as there is no simple solution for getting fit, you have to put some work in it. And so with everything that concerns your health and food and diet, do the research and get advice from people that are knowledgeable. And then you're on a, on a very secure course. But uh, just don't experiment with your life. It's, you're too important for that. Exactly. And Victoria, I think that obviously you've done that and, and, and you, you, you seem very well, well-versed. You know, and you mentioned the fact that, you know, there are, there's a low carb community and I thank you for the additional resources. And, and it sounds to me like, um, you know, you know, I, I can understand the passion that you have in defending something uh, that will help you in, in helping stave off, you know, the, the effects of diabetes and and other things of that nature. So I, I, I just want to say I appreciate you calling in that feedback. Absolutely. I've got a tip um, for, uh, for listeners that want to know a little bit more about the, these various diets that are out there. Um, there is another podcast. If you're listening to this show, you're already familiar with the concept of podcast. Uh, there is a podcast series called The Nutrition Diva. And it's in a series of quick and dirty tips, which is a great overall umbrella for a lot of different types of shows. But the Nutrition Diva, just look that up in, in iTunes and you will find the show. Um, she did a, a whole series in January about all these different uh, diets. And she, just like Dr. Monty, works on the basis of, of research. And so it's not just an opinion, but she she really... Uh, motivates her her idea of these different diets and uh, and I thought it was really educational. I heard a lot of information about all these different types of diets that are out there and what are the downsides and the upsides and uh, it's just a very balanced, good approach. And in general, I love her, uh, her show. I think it's extremely inf- information rich and entertaining. And then she let me just read a few of the episode uh, of the episode titles so you get an idea. Um, all about stevia, you know, artificial sweeteners, the benefits of fiber. Uh, that's what we saw on The Biggest Loser last week, you know, where we were like, okay, they, they have a quiz about fiber, but they don't explain what it does. Well, here you've got a whole episode of what why fiber is important. Um, she's got uh, chicken versus beef. What is better for you? Do low-carb diets work? That is the one about uh, uh, the, uh, what's, what's the diet again? Yeah, the, the diet. Yeah. Diet. Uh, do you need a colon cleanse? Another, you know, super popular thing. But does that even serve anything? Um, does eating late cause weight gain? Does vinegar burn fat? Uh, energy bars, green tea, you name it. She, it's such a fantastic show. And so, you know, it's concise, it's short, it's entertaining, very well produced. And um, I learned a lot from it. So highly recommend it. Nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Absolutely. And I want to say that I also second that um, endorsement because it is a great program. And I also listen and subscribe to that podcast. All right, Father Roderick, we have uh, some feedback. And I'm going to let you read this one. This one's actually in our feedback section uh, with some posted emails. You can see where I'm typing into our show notes here. And yes. uh, if you wouldn't mind reading that one for me. Absolutely. Uh, and this is kind of in my neck of the woods, or more or less in my part of the world. This is an email from uh, Norway in Europe, Northern Europe. Um, I'm sitting in Norway, and uh, this is from Hildegun, which is a fantastic name. Oh, Hildegun. That sounds like a, a Viking name almost. Mm. I love it. Anyway, I'm sitting in Norway, and I watch both the U.S. and the Australian version of The Biggest Loser. To be quite frank, I must admit that I like the Australian version better. 
though you get more attached to the trainers and how they work on uh, on the heads of the participants in the US version. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I like the Australian version because there's more content, more education. But I I think that, you know, nothing beats Bob and Jillian in the US version. Right. What I particularly love, continues Hildegun, about the Australian version is that they once a week, they have several episodes a week, have a masterclass where participants and viewers learn about nutrition and exercise. It really shows that the participants are going through a learning process. And I like the recipes uh, because in, in Australia, they use a lot of flavors from Asia, which is something actually that I discovered also. I, I went to Australia last year, by the end of last year, for the first time in my life. And I was in Sydney surpri and surprised to see how 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 big the Asian community is in Australia. And of course, it makes sense. I mean, it's Indonesia is just around, right around the corner. Um, so a, a lot of their uh, restaurants are, are uh, Asian-based. And so apparently that also enters the, the kind of the, the, the kitchen fusion of the uh, of, uh, Australian diet. Um, some weeks, continues Hildegun, um, the uh, the episode with the masterclass is the only episode I watch. And uh, would there not be a market for something like that in the U.S.? Why is there not more of this in the in the United States show? With all the best, Hildegun. Well, I, I'll tell you, I, I, I read this email and I did respond to her personally. I, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I would love to see a lot more information. The only concern I would have is I'm already maxed out with two hours. Uh, and, yeah. and obviously this week I didn't have time for that. So, <laughs> I mean, that that's really my only concern. It's like, because you said the Australian version, it's on daily, Monday through Friday. Yeah, it's shorter. It's half an hour, um, but it is a daily show. And it's definitely programmed in a way or, or produced in a way that you can, you can miss an episode or two and it's not a problem. Um, so it's something that you just switch on the television. I think it's aired pretty early in the evening. So it's something that you, you watch before, before the news starts, you know, something like that. And, uh, but, uh, I watched, um, a lot of the Australian seasons after they aired when the, the U S version of the biggest loser would be on hi hiatus. So during the, the summer months. I would just um, play a, a short episode of uh, the Australian Biggest Loser before I did a workout, or sometimes even while I was doing a workout, I would have the TV on and I would just watch the show. So uh, that is another option nowadays, of course, with uh, on-demand TV. You can, you can, you know, you're you're not really obliged to watch the show. The only thing that you have to be careful about if you if you like the uh, the tension of the show is that you don't get spoiled. I, I remember watching. I, I don't know. I was watching the the uh, uh, the finale of one of the American uh, Biggest Loser seasons, and and at the same time I had just started to watch uh, an, a season of the Australian Biggest Loser, and then during the finale of the American show, there was so we've got the winner here of the Australian Biggest Loser season four, and it's so and so. I was like, no, now I know exactly who's gonna win, and so it just takes away all the fun, right? So it was a big. It was like really a, a you know, look, I am your father type of spoiler. Uh. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, I'll tell you what. Let's move on to another piece of audio feedback. This is coming in from Jeannie in Virginia, who is uh, sharing her running goals. Hi, Cliff and Father Roderick. This is Jeannie from Virginia. A few months ago, you played some feedback from me on your Biggest Loser fan podcast. 
You talked about setting goals for ourselves, so I decided to set a lofty goal of qualifying for the Boston Marathon. For a 40-year-old woman, that means I need to run a marathon, 26.2 miles, in under 3 hours and 50 minutes. I originally planned to try this coming October, but on a whim, I entered the Shamrock Marathon in Virginia Beach on March 21st. I just wanted to see where I was at. Well, to make a long story short, I qualified, or BQ'd, as we runners say. I ran a 344. I finished fifth out of 131 women in my age group. In the last .2 miles, spectators were calling out, you're still smiling after 26 miles? And I yelled back, I'm going to BQ, I'm going to Boston! And the cheering increased tenfold. It was so loud you would have thought I was winning the whole thing. Thank you both for your inspiration. Your Biggest Loser podcast helped motivate me to eat right and challenge myself physically. I intend to maintain my healthy eating pattern and continue to train hard. I'm very excited to know that I'm strong enough to be competitive with the top ladies. For the past eight years, I've been a runner and was always satisfied to run comfortably, not really caring where I wound up in placements. Thank you for shaking me out of my complacency. I am excited to see what the future brings. Wow, that's exciting, Jeannie. Thank you so much. You know, Jeannie sent me a link to photos of her finish. And indeed, it's true. She's like running. She's she's done this incredibly fast marathon and she's smiling and cheering even. I would be probably close to dying at that speed. Unbelievable. That is awesome. Makes me feel, makes me feel like a real slacker now. Thanks, Jeannie. <laughs> that, you know, this is why I love this this episode or this podcast of each week because you know, I it, it just it's more fuel for my fire. It's like you know what I'm heading out the door after we're done recording yet again. Absolutely, thirty <laughs> year old girl can do this. You are so young, Cliff. You can you can do it. Yeah. You can do it too. We can do this. All right. So uh, one more piece of audio or uh, written in feedback. This comes from Steve and he says, hi, Father Roderick. Hi, Cliff. I've been listening to the podcast for a few months now, but I don't watch The Biggest Loser on TV. It's not on in the Netherlands at this time. I was uh, starting to lose interest, actually, he said, uh, with your new format that has changed. I have fallen in love with your podcast once again. I'm right in the middle of a diet myself, 1,600 calories a day, and it's going great. Listening to your show really motivates me. I'm using the Livestrong iPhone application for calorie counting, uh, but after listening to you guys talking about the Lose It app, I really want to try it. Only one problem. I believe that it is not available on the Dutch app store. I can't find it. I hope Father Roderick has some insight for me, seeing as though he's also in the Netherlands, and I believe I heard him say that he's using it as well. Thanks, and keep up the great work, Steve. Father Roderick, yeah. how do you get that in the Netherlands? Well, he's right. Uh, there is um, the, the application is not available in the Netherlands or in Europe or in any other part of the world. The reason is that the database that uh, the Lose It application uses is based on nutritional information from a lot of companies in the United States. So uh, Lose It has a, a database of, of calories per ounce per whatever serving um, but it's it's food that you get in the United States, and it has a second section of information where it's um, a lot of just a lot of the chain restaurants that you have, and we we don't have that that same industry in the Netherlands. The only chain restaurants that we know are McDonald's and uh, you know Pizza Hut. No, not even Pizza Hut. Well, a few Pizza Huts, and then there's a little bit of Kentucky Fried Chicken. There's a little bit of Burger King, but that's about it. McDonald's is the only 
kind of really big international chain of, of restaurants. And so that database is not much used to European um, or international users. And so that's why the application is not available. However, I was able to obtain the application because I, I happen to have a, an American account, which is linked to, uh, because I'm, I'm working as the CEO of, uh, of SQPN, which is an American-based uh, foundation. Or, or a nonprofit organization. So I, I do have a uh, an American debit card and, and that one is linked to my American account. There are, I think, tricks that enable you to create an American account. Just Google that. I think it is possible with a few... You know, and and that's legal. I mean, it's it's a, uh, but but you have to do some some research on how to how to create that, and you could download it. What I do, because of of course I struggle with the same thing. We we first of all we we don't we don't use the met the same metric system. We we have the we have kilograms instead of pounds, and so I I need to convert everything, <clears throat> which is quite a hassle. Uh, but what I like about the Lose It application is that you can add foods to your database, and so for two or three weeks, I've been just putting in and just doing all the calculations myself of the stuff that I eat here in Europe. And then once it's in the database, I can always reselect it. And that's how most of the items that I select are uh, are perfectly, you know, it's it's really the stuff that I eat and not just an American approximation. Uh, the only downside is, is that when you create a new food, you cannot give it a nice pretty icon. And so, yeah. I I I read on the on their website a lot of people have been asking for you for um, an international version of Lose It and and the the people of Lose It say well we just don't we cannot do that we don't have any nutritional information from other countries so yeah American only but you can always uh, immigrate to the United States of course <laughs> there you go well anyway <laughs> thank you very much Steve for that and hopefully you'll be able to get a hold of that because I, I you do benefit Father Roderick from the 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 social networking aspect of it you get to see yeah. your friends and stuff like that and that really for me was the main draw and appeal to this application and so and and i manually enter my stuff anyway i because i'm a i'm a strict calorie calorie counter and mm-hmm. and uh you know I, I i want to put in the exact number of everything i eat so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that there are lots of equivalents to this and uh uh, I start actually started off with a website in the Netherlands that uh, got me going for the first year, and it was something like ca- color, calorie, whatever. It's a Dutch thing, uh, but anyway, it, it it does the same. Um, you can just enter any food that you eat, and it will just calculate the number of calories. And I think it's even sponsored by the government. Um, and that has a database full of Dutch food, so it has even the weird stuff that no one else in the world would even touch with a stick, and we eat that. So. Uh, <laughs> Just look around. I'm pretty sure that you can find something that's similar. Awesome. Now, on the website with, over at BiggestLoserPodcast.com, you can leave comments on any of the show notes that we post there on the site. at biggest. Again, that's BiggestLoserPodcast.com. And I just want to read, this is a comment that was posted on last week's episode. And it just says, thank you so much for the, uh, actually, wait a second. Thank you so much for this feedback. Uh, anyway, I apologize. Anyway, it says here, yes, I've lost a total of 50. Por- Never mind. This, <laughs> I'll tell you what, check this out. Because what I did is I copied and pasted my response to him. So give me one second. I'll go uh, in and. Instead of the original uh, exactly. comment. Yeah, I see it. Nice. Okay. So I, 
Jeff writes, thank you so much for this feedback. <laughs> All right. So here's the here's the comment from Joy. Uh, thank you so much for this podcast. There is so much useful information, especially on the magic formula uh, that Dr. Monty had mentioned in last week's episode. By the way, if you're tuning in now and you don't know what that magic formula is, please go back and look at the episode titled An Interview with Dr. Monty. Anyway, she says, I love how Dr. Monty kept it simple and in my thought and my thoughts of walking have been completely changed. I love walking, but thought it wasn't enough exercise. Thank you for educating me. And so then, of course, I did respond and say, thank you so much for this feedback. I've lost a total of 54 pounds now through eating healthy, healthier foods, counting my calories and yes, walking. I try to walk in at least an hour each day, about five days a week. It's great exercise and keeps the blood pumping. And of course, emphasis on the word try. it's the beginning success if you don't try you'll never get anywhere (laughs) exactly well we do have one more piece of audio feedback and I think we can start wrapping up here Father Roderick this one comes Mm -hmm. in from uh, John just wanted to leave you some feedback about your podcast I've been listening to your podcast for about one month now I usually listen to it while I walk or jog. I enjoy the new format immensely. Let me tell you a little bit about myself and my journey so far. I am 42 years old. After having a difficult surgery one year ago, my doctor told me I would never have to worry about weight gain again. Great, but at my last checkup, I weighed in at 195 pounds. My wife actually laughed out loud at my weight. I had gained 25 pounds in only 7 months and it looked like I was on a path to gain more. My internal medicine doctor put me on a program to eat healthier. No processed foods, only fruits, vegetables, and meat. No junk food or soda. I used to drink up to 6 sodas a day. In January, I noticed a friend had started doing the Couch to 5K program. I did some research and decided to try it myself. That was 3 months ago. I went from not being able to run one minute to running 36 minutes nonstop now. I am practicing for a 5K race that will occur in three weeks. Since I have been eating better and exercising, I notice my body does not feel bloated or achy. My energy level is so much higher. I do want to make a few points that I feel strongly about. I discovered losing weight is the most difficult thing to do. This is not the first time I have lost weight and gained it back. The average person is slammed every day by the media with fast food advertisements in books, television, radio, internet, billboards, magazines, etc. Unfortunately, your family, friends, and co-workers usually do not help you to lose weight. They will eat whatever they want and usually right in front of you. What I have found that works best for me is to exercise in the morning, walking one hour every other day, and jogging 36 minutes every other day. I also lift smaller weights while walking for the added workout. I write down what I eat every single day. I always have a fruit shake for breakfast and a healthy lunch and a healthy dinner. Yes, it's difficult, but I have managed to have lost 18 pounds. That doesn't sound like a lot, but I've noticed a difference around my waist. I would like to lose another 12 pounds. Please keep up the good work. Thank you. John, thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Father Roderick, you, I think you have a tip for him, don't you? Uh-oh, hold it's, on. It, no, wait a second. Yeah. Start over again, Father Roderick. I had you muted. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> and he's back. Um, I, it's actually not a tip, but it, while listening to this uh, feedback, it triggered a memory of something that I watched on Hulu the other day. 
which I absolutely want you to watch. It is called Jamie Oliver's Food Revolution. It, it, it was featured on the main page of Hulu. And this guy, he's an, Amer uh, an English cook, uh, a very uh, famous chef, great recipes, great guy. He's been working very hard in his own country, in the UK, to revolutionize the, the food that they serve in schools. And he's been extremely su successful. He wants to do this in the United States. So he went to the most unhealthy town of the United States. The, the town with the biggest percentage of obesity and, and obesity-related uh, illnesses and deaths. And, and the show shows you how he is trying to change these schools and to change the system. And how difficult that is. I was flabbergasted. Mostly, I was shocked to see the opposition and how much the food that we serve our kids it's not about their health it's all about how can we make the most money it yeah. was, I was at the same time i was amazed to see the show i was disgusted by the the stuff that they serve kids in the in the united states and i'm fascinated i'm hooked uh, if you like the biggest loser you want to learn more about food if you want to meet a chef who is passion passionate about this go watch jamie oliver's food revolution unbelievable show is that on hulu by the way it is on hulu yes that is awesome jamie oliver's food revolution i am going to check that out with our family because i have seen the promos for it i didn't yeah. know that it had actually released anything just yet but uh it started it's unbelievable it's on abc also awesome i will go check that out because my i know that our family is going to be watching that and maybe we can even share some of those insights here in the biggest loser fan podcast as well would love to all right, folks. Anyway, we want to hear from you. Uh, give us a call anytime, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 859-795-4067. Again, program it into your cell phone. Call us every week if you want, 859-795-4067. You can also send feedback to feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com. Father Roderick, anything else you want to share? Now, if people want to follow me during the week, they can just go to twitter.com slash Father Roderick and follow me over there. And you're on the Twitters as well. Yeah, twitter.com slash GSPN. That stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. Until next time, everybody, God bless you all. And of course, be a loser. <laughs> <laughs>